0: Welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will lighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Klein
1: and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things
0: that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine?
1: Yes? So when we started our business, and you were in charge of all the marketing, did you have a big budget?
0: Uh, No, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) It was was definitely bootstrapped uh, at every level, so marketing was definitely one of them, but um, it it is just so important for your business regardless of what size it is to, to always have marketing. Yeah, you have to tell people you exist and what you do. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Otherwise,
1: they don't know to, to come use you. Exactly. Right?
0: And I, I even remember, you know, back in the olden times, like in 2008, when we had the Great Recession... Uh, um, a lot of people, that was the first thing that they cut. Even large companies cut their budget for marketing. And we kind of went all in. You know, I said, no, now's the time that people need to know that we're still in business. Yeah. And and we'll be here when they need help again, which they exactly, will. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it was also kind of nice, too, because you could find some great deals for <laughs> for um, marketing at that point. Because since people, the dollars weren't coming in for, you know, organizations or you know, print magazines or whatever, you know, they were willing to make deals. But um, our topic today is going to be talking about marketing on a budget because everybody has a budget and in a lot of cases they have no budget. So what do you do and what did we do? I think more importantly, um, because I do like to speak to our experiences and people can kind of um, figure out if that works for them. But yeah, talk about what what we did when we had no money or just starting out.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, so I think when people hear marketing, I mean, they probably think all kinds of different things, but especially I think they think advertising, like Mm -hmm. they have to be on radio TV or in, you know, in print in a paper magazine or something. And those are all great. And we'll probably talk about that too, but there's so many other routes you can do as well. Instead, both, whatever, you know, works for your business, but that's not the only path.
0: Absolutely. And when we started the business back in 2005, that was just the dawn of social media. So I'm just thinking about even if we started the business now and we had all that, you know, what we could have possibly done, but we had to get really creative um, just to get the word out about us.
1: Yeah. So social media is a good place to start because I think people think of it often. Mm-hmm. You're like, Absolutely. you oh, I have a business I should get Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you know, the, the ones are that are, you know, most relevant to them. Right. And and where your
0: market is too, you know, if you are trying to appeal to a very young generation, you want to know what the the latest thing that all the kids are talking on. Um, and then if you want, you know, more of a broad blanket, that's where you start gearing, gearing towards the LinkedIn's and the Facebook's and things like that. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's definitely software that can manage all this for you when you, when you have your message set.
1: Yes, for sure. Which is a, a great point, um creating it can be very time consuming Mm -hmm. and managing Mm -hmm. it and everything. And so I think it's important to figure out a schedule, you know, maybe map it out Mm -hmm. or a a calendar sort of every week we're going to have free posts and there'll be these topics or whatever, you know, just whatever your plan is. And then use some of the tools, like you said, that are available. Like um, one I like is called later. So you can set up your posts and then it will post them when you want it to which I know some people don't like that because they don't feel like it's as authentic. But Mm -hmm. if you're presenting um, some sort of a branding message, it probably Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you pre-populate it for Tuesday, but you set it up on Wednesday. Other things where it's like, hey, I'm at an event. You want that to be real time.
0: Right. And I I don't want people to overthink it either because I think, uh, you know, we had talked about how it could be time consuming, but there's definitely some shortcuts. And some of them that I would definitely encourage is, um, well, let me start with this. When you are doing social media, I think you, you know, essentially you want to sell your brand, you want to be seen as the expert, you want to share, you know, any sort of sales or whatever you have. So some of the things that, you know, we have done, and I, I would encourage people to do is if they don't have a lot of time, is it, and it's time to write your own content, is to share things that other people have written. Um, if there's a great article that you think your customers might be interested in, you can definitely share that on all of your social media. And then it's just like maybe a short line of what you think is important. And I've even enjoyed some where just to build awareness, it is just like a simple happy Friday sort of thing. And it might have a cute GIF or a cute picture or happy, you know, happy, you know, whatever, 4th of July from our team. Um, It's very simple. You just got to post it and... It, it just, again, just p- gets your name out there over and over and over again. Because as we know, you have people have to see things. I think I swear like it's up to like 25 times before they recognize you. But I, honestly, I think it's like eight or 10. But um, it's just little things, just kind of peppering it in that are just simple and quick and um, just gets your name out there.
1: Yeah. And like you said, sharing um, maybe lifestyle things or other people's expertise. Nobody wants to hear you just talk about your sale all day. Right. right? <laughs> so it's like. What else is about your team or your brand or the sort of industry you're in? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not even your product, but your spa. And so you're showing a beautiful, you know, beach or something. Right, right. You know, it's like something that's related to what you do. Um, So you're building like a whole image, not just, you know, shouting at people about what you, about your product or your Deal yes, with yes. Or and,
0: and kind of keep in mind, you know, what the voice of your business is, which should match your own if you're the owner or the message you're trying to convey. You know, is it one of, you know, peacefulness Then always stick with like peaceful things. If it's um, something that's more aggressive, always stick with that sort of theme and always make it you know, like monster trucks and people screaming or whatever. But you have to really kind of know your brand. So when they see that, they're going to know automatically, oh, I know who sent that. And it starts building a little bit more of not just um, your personality, but why people should work with you. Yes, totally.
1: And I think something to keep in mind, you said this a minute ago is like, it can be time consuming. And I think with social media, especially, but really all of these marketing things we're talking about, I think you have to remember, like, this is not your business, unless you're a marketing company, (laughs) right? Doing this stuff is not your business. Like, you can easily spend eight hours mm-hmm. on social media, but then you didn't actually deliver the service and product you really sell. Mm-hmm. So you have to maybe carve out time. Maybe you schedule one hour a day that you work mm-hmm. on this or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's really easy to get, like, down that rabbit oh, hole. Oh, absolutely. And just spend so much fun. time. <laughs> yeah. it's and, and it's really, really easy to do that. So I think you also have to... Um, kind of figure out what you can do efficiently, you know, like you said, fairly quickly, simply efficiently, and not let this part of it become
0: like all of your yeah, it, work. Don't <laughs> let it be all consuming because, and um, because it, if it's just you or if you have a small marketing department, it can, it could be very easy for someone to get caught up in that. And mm-hmm. I would encourage too, if people have the opportunity to even get somebody as quickly as they can to part time, do this, you know, something that you really trust that will just occasionally drop some things in or provide you with some things and then you can put it, drop it in, you know, with through some system or whatever. Um, but it's important to do. It is so important to do because you are just as important as the latest tweet. So you want to make sure that you're always, always out there. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so, um, kind of closely related to social media is email marketing Mm -hmm. as well. And so that's, um, that's one that we have done, some with, and it also ties into like having a blog. So those Mm -hmm. are, I guess to me, those are all kind of interrelated (laughs) because you could write the blog and then share on social media, put it in your newsletter. You know, you can do multiple things with that content. Um, But the, you know, email marketing is something that you can do fairly simply. You can spend a lot of money on tools like HubSpot and some really sophisticated, you know, tools that do great things. But you also could set up very lovely looking emails in your, you know, Email tool, wherever Mm -hmm, you use Outlook mm -hmm. or or Gmail or whatever, with your email list, the BCC, exactly, and (laughs) and create, you know, once a week email. It's not, it's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. Like anyone really can can do nice email marketing.
0: Absolutely, and then if you send it out weekly or monthly, just copy and paste all your BCCs and send it out again. And you know, people might want to drop out or whatever, but um, so be it. You know, it, but it can be easy as copy and paste in Mm -hmm. a lot of cases. And a lot of the tools, you know,
1: if you're willing to spend just a Teeny bit more money, like a Mailchimp or something, mm-hmm. Constant Contact—they're pretty inexpensive. You know, I forget what the pricing is, so I won't quote it. But um, you know, that that quickly can help you manage that list. If somebody unsubscribes, it manages it and all of that for you. So it mm-hmm, is kind of mm-hmm. nice and they have a lot of design tools. So as soon as you can sort of step up to using right. a basic tool. Yeah. And the basic you know, ones are really not nice.
0: that expensive and the time savings is really fantastic. Yeah. It's
1: is, is worth it. But again, it goes back to what you were saying of um, what really matters is being thoughtful about what you're saying, mm-hmm. what what your voice is, what you're putting out there. You're not just talking about you and your product and your sale and your whatever, but like, what kind of story are you telling? Right,
0: right. And, and in some cases, it's just like you know why you're in business and why you think you can help, and um, that's that really resonates more with people than just buy my widget because you know they might probably already have ten widgets. But what makes you so special?
1: Yeah, and, and sharing your expertise. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you the person who invented this widget? Because right. of a certain background you had or a problem you saw
0: to solve or whatever. Like, all of that story is is part of what makes it interesting. Absolutely. That story is important. And going back to this widget that we keep talking about, <laughs> um, if there are, you know, a thousand widgets, a thousand accountants, a thousand plumbers, you know, what is it that makes your service special? You know, mm-hmm. what do, do you specialize in something? You know, do you, um, is, is there like a, a strength that you have that you can bring to the table? Is there a cause that you believe in that, you know, part of the proceeds are going to be go towards that or, you know, you are affiliated with something else and, you know, you want to kind of get some sort of message out. But, you know, look, you know, dig a little deep as far as what your unique is and um, what makes your the service unique and that starts being the message to you and then you almost can't run out of content at that point because you just get really excited about it. Yeah, I
1: mean, it goes back to some of the stuff we've talked before about your values and your mission and mm-hmm. your, your niche and all of those things. When you are clear on those, then you're just always you know your your information is always targeted because you know
0: sort of what your message
1: always is exactly. you're just saying it in different ways
0: and and for us um, i think from the get go you would agree that it's always really been about the people and the talent and making that perfect connection you know there's been many times where you know we won't send somebody over to a client because they're not perfect you know it's not somebody that would we want would want to have work for us or we have some people come in and they they can't talk a good game about themselves so you know we have to be the ones that are their champions so that's kind of what makes us unique you know we do fall in the category of a um staffing company but we like to think it's a little bit more than that and that's what we use in our marketing
1: yeah for sure so um Things like blogs and email newsletters can help you, you know, present yourself as an expert Mm -hmm. and and everybody's an expert on something like that's why you have the business. (laughs) Right. Right. You have some expertise. Right. Um, And or your company maybe you're doing marketing for your company and it has some type of expertise. So really tapping into that so you could write your own blog, but you also could be a, you know, guest, right? For other Mm -hmm. blogs. Yes. Yes. Be a guest on podcasts and things like that. So that's another route of like, how can you share your expertise? You don't have to maybe even create a blog or mm-hmm. a podcast of your own, right? Maybe you just start connecting with people to um, tap into you know what they're working on or, or be a be a little bit different voice, but that aligns with mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. are already you know, focused on.
0: Right. It could it could be like interviewing someone too, just in writing too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a blog podcast too. The the blog thing, uh, the podcast thing, I'm sorry, is just a new addition to what we've been doing. But you know, we just felt there was just more message that we could convey and more information we could share. And um yeah, hopefully we're all enjoying that. So where <laughs> I am <laughs> I think it's fun to talk about this sort of stuff. Um so One other thing that I want to talk about, and and actually before I change the subject just slightly, was there any other sort of social things that you wanted to discuss? Because I was going to just start talking a little bit more about guerrilla marketing and things like that.
1: No, Well, I mean, you did touch on LinkedIn and I think that is a good one to keep in mind if it's the right fit for Mm -hmm, your business. mm -hmm. I mean, you really have to, like you said before, you have to really figure out where your audience is. So if if you're a consumer product, it's probably more, you know, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, you know, they're individual people. But if it's more business oriented, something like LinkedIn can be really powerful. And
0: one for yourself and for your business because they both exist on LinkedIn. And if anything else, too, I'm going to add, you know, at least make sure that your face is on LinkedIn Um, because much like when um, websites started getting really big, people are always asking, well, why should I have a website? No, no one's going to go to it or whatever. People look, you'd be surprised. And that's just to see if you're, you're a legitimate company. Um, so make sure your website is always up to date. Make sure your LinkedIn is up to date. All this other stuff is up to date because people do check out and everybody has a favorite. And the more that, are created the harder it gets to keep up granted. But I know LinkedIn is still a big force as far as to see if, you, well, what have you done in the past? You know, what does make you an expert Are I see you're a solopreneur or you've just started this company or you maybe have had this company for 10 years, but what was your background? And if they can kind of see that, that is definitely a resource. It's like a business Wikipedia almost yeah. that people check out and you have to be there.
1: Yeah, I look up people, and if I can't find them, I'm like, "Really? Does this person actually exist?" Exactly. They're they're not on LinkedIn. I don't think they're a real person. No,
0: it's like, well, they're clearly not up to date on everything because (laughs) they would know this, you know. So maybe they're, you know, caught in a different time, or they're, uh, they don't have a photo. I mean, come on, (laughs) yeah, you know. So yes, we are judging you (laughs) on whether or not you have a a decent presence on LinkedIn and everybody else's too. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, like when I when I said we started the business a while ago, um, before a lot of this stuff was popular or even invented, uh, which I hate to date myself, but there it is. Um, we had to do some sort of marketing that was a little more what I would consider like a guerrilla marketing sort of of thing. And I I think this would still be helpful to some people who are trying to figure out how to make a big, you know, splash and. You know, with their with their company, and the one thing I will never forget, and people always ask me about the story and if it's true, it's like become a legend, and, and that is of the napkin that we first sponsored <laughs> when we first opened an, our company, and that was like within the first few months. And what we did is we targeted a company um, that really are people were going to be at the people that we wanted to connect with were going to be at and so we reached out to them and we said yeah we'd like to sponsor something and of course they give you the tiers. well you can be a a ten thousand dollar sponsor or a five or a thousand dollars and you're like you know we don't have anything but what could we get for 500 (laughs) you know and at the time they said well you know what we don't have our napkins yet would you like to you know, b- buy the contact cocktail napkins. I Maybe mean, it was even like two hundred fifty dollars, and for that ad- additional two hundred fifty, which we figured out ourselves, we could get a stamp made and have all the napkins printed with our logo on it. So anybody who had a drink that night had our logo on the napkin. So it was a little, you know, out of the box, and they were really happy. And you know, that was one thing too. Like, you know, don't um, don't think they won't take your money. <laughs> you know, they they do have those uh, sponsorships in place, but you could volunteer. You Know and wear your name tag. You could have a booth there, maybe, which might be at a lower cost, or you could sponsor the freaking napkins, and then everybody you know, you're still a part of it, and people can kind of see what who you are and introduce your name. And then you're at the event, and you shake hands and yeah, can I buy absolutely. you a drink. <laughs>
1: yeah, being being part of those industry events, I mean, I do think it's, it's taking it to that next level beyond just attending. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you should attend, and you probably are, hopefully, you are, but um having some kind of a presence like you said in in whatever way you can swing and a lot of times you know they're putting on these events the people putting them on I mean I've been on the other side too mm-hmm. helping put on an event there is so much to be done like you're happy for whatever help people are willing to yep. bring so if you have $250 and that can pay for the napkins well that's $250 our little organization doesn't have to come up with exactly so it's still great
0: and I will so help you stuff bags because nobody likes stuff in yeah, the bags. Can right. I put one of my things in there if I help you stuff the bags?
1: Yes, absolutely. Like if you're willing to help put this event on, I mean, usually, especially if they're like industry awards and those kind of things, it's just a bunch of volunteers. It's not like it's mm-hmm. some professional company doing all of it. So, you know, even a, what seems like maybe a little money actually can go kind of far in right. buying something that they need. Or um, we've also paid for like the appetizers at the cocktail hour or right, something, right. you know, like something and that you, was, maybe you
0: get your logo on the slide or you get your yeah, s- a sign a put on sign the table or
1: whatever. Um, I think a lot of times it's just asking that question of like, like you said, well, this is how much we do have. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you need that, that we could sponsor that we could, you know, fund. And it almost always has, there's almost always been some answer mm-hmm. of like, yeah, there is. I think one time we paid for the thank you cards that went out after an event, my right. logo was on the back. Like,
0: how oh, lovely, right.
1: you know, and they needed thank you cards. And that was one thing they didn't have to buy out of the proceeds of the event. So, you know, it, it always is worth asking that question and, mm-hmm. and not being put off by like, well, they just
0: have these three tiers and they're really big. Yeah, and I can't afford it. So I guess I'll have to go and work the room, you know, which is fine, too. You should do that, too. <laughs> you should all, that should be already in the plan. Um, but, yeah, you'd be surprised, like just like you said, how much help they need and what they're willing to trade for that help.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing about events, like, you know, this sponsoring events and attending, really, is just being so targeted mm-hmm, about it. Like, mm-hmm. you do not need to go to every event in town or participate, you know, sponsor, um, but just being really thoughtful about, you know, who is the audience, What you mm-hmm. know, what's the group, who's the audience, who will likely be there, and pick, you know, one or two that are really the sweet spot for you. And one thing we often do is we'll attend like if something's new or it's new to us, we'll attend mm-hmm. the first year and just kind of see what it's all about, mm-hmm. where we would fit in. Oh, here was a gap of something they didn't have. Next right. year we should, you know, offer to yeah. do that. <laughs> um, you know, here's something, I, a need I could see that they have. And just kind of scout it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to want to, you know, if you don't have a lot of marketing dollars already, it's hard to want to put them up for something that you haven't really seen yeah you, know, you haven't participated in you don't really know if you'll even fit in or if it'll be a good a good exposure for
0: you right right and you know a, on one hand you can you know hand out as many cards as you want but you also will get a, a good test to see is like you know I want I need to come back to this because everybody that I want to make connections with are here everybody that needs to know about my business is here so I have to somehow get involved and maybe you join the organization but like I said or maybe it's a booth maybe it's something much smaller but yeah figure it out
1: yes and and finding those um, those events and organizations that are specific and targeted, you don't have to be everywhere. You just mm-hmm. have to be where the people you
0: want are. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and sometimes that, you know, and we had this too where you, you go and it ends up being a complete miss. I mean, that's going to happen. So don't feel like you're a, a poor selector of events. I mean, it, it, there are a few that will be duds. Yeah. Um, and then, but then that always is, is made up by the ones that are, much more exciting. Yes. Um, another thing that you can do, too, which we've always done from the very beginning, is if you have a targeted, targeted, targeted person you want to work with, is that you provide them with a very thoughtful gift. Um, and one of the things that we started with, at again, at the very beginning, is um, at an awards event, um, we had a really good connection with somebody who could make us some, give us a case of champagne, and everybody that got an award, went home with a bottle of champagne with our name on it. Um, we did not customize the labels, I think it was even before that was even popular, but what we did is we just put um, just a hang tag on everything that said congratulations from Portfolio Creative and everybody that won an award, which were the best of the best, got to take a bottle of champagne back to their office. Yes. So that was also a little bit of out of the box thinking. Um, but there are some things that we have done where, you know, we'll meet with somebody and there might be something that they, they trigger, they say that they they like, that you're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to buy them that. I'm going to buy them their favorite beverage. I'm going to get them, um, uh, you know, uh, some chocolate or we talked about this particular restaurant or to get them a little gift card or something like that. And what is really great about that is that means you listened, um, but it's also something that's a little more customized and specialized and they're going to say, you know what, this person actually does you know talk the talk and i maybe maybe just maybe i will accept their call the next time they try and reach out to me
1: yeah they paid attention to me and they mm-hmm. you know they heard something mm-hmm. that that was special to me that's great yeah. i love that sort of thing and it, it can be targeted.
0: super simple don't think you have to like buy this gigantic fruit basket i rem- i mm-hmm. remember that um, someone on our team bought someone just like a six pack of their favorite soda because yeah. she was just obsessed with it she had to have it like every day and they made a point of you know you drink a lot of that <laughs> and she just messaged how she loved it so you know i guess what showed up like the next or within the, the week you know just yeah that's a lot, a every point. stock
1: supply it doesn't have to be expensive right it could be you know just somebody says they love you know having a starbucks peppermint latte every mm-hmm. afternoon or whatever and you show up on thursday and drop off a peppermint latte like what that cost you probably five (laughs) dollars but five dollars and a short trip but they would be amazed like oh my gosh you really listen to me right it's my favorite thing showing up at three o'clock you know i love you (laughs) You're (laughs) you're starting
0: to already prove that you can help people yeah you know and help them and and really understand them if if you are that uh that targeted i guess with your yeah with your gifts
1: yes and and rather than spending you know feeling like you have to spend on Everyone, again, you're just really being specific and mm-hmm. particular
0: mm-hmm.
1: on who and what you're spending on. Right, yeah. right. And, and you know, with being targeted, I guess that's a little bit of the theme of, of all of this is just being really targeted and specific about where you're going and what you're doing, who you're talking to, who you're giving the gift to, even just networking events. You know, yes. being particular about which ones you attend and sometimes you go to one like you said sometimes you go to one you're like yeah well I probably won't go back to that Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to check it out to know right but you know trying to figure out which ones are you know specific for your industry or going to have the right kinds of people but they're not always obvious like sometimes obviously your industry ones are for your industry but sometimes they're a little bit different ones you didn't think of, mm-hmm, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, maybe it's a charity event, but a lot of the people who head up the companies you want to work with support that charity. Right, So right. then you're going to that charity event instead of rather, you know, their industry
0: event. Right, and um, you can kind of work that in uh, a, a, s- a specific way too, which w- we have definitely done, um, where you go to an event, you see someone has sponsored it, so clearly it's near and dear to them in some regard, And what I will do um, is write a personal note to someone at that company that says, I attended that event. There might not have been a single person there, but it's like, you know, I attended your event. Um, I, I really appreciate that you support this organization. And again, you're starting to make a connection with people. You're a little more dimensional than just being that person that's trying to make a phone call. And you don't have to necessarily ask for anything at that point, but you have now, you know, said that you have the same interests and you know i I, w- I hope to see you at the next event or if if not could we grab some coffee you know so you can make it a little bit of a um an action um mm-hmm. statement in there too but um yet yeah, i wouldn't be completely lost if you are or, or heartbroken if you go to an event and some people who sponsor are not there but you can definitely if you were interested in it um draw that connect those dots for them and say yeah you know what i i appreciate that too i appreciate you know, the dog shelter or giving to children or, you know, things like that. And our Peltania, which is huge here. Um, and, and just kind of make those connections in that way.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. So at that event, you don't have to feel like you track down that, you know, president of whatever mm-hmm. company. And, and like you said, maybe they're not even there. Maybe they just bought a table for their team or mm-hmm. whatever. But so even if you didn't, you know, stalk and target talking to that one person that you really, you know, I think sometimes people get so hung up on talking to that one person, but yeah, just following up with like, Hey, I was there too. And I really also care about this thing that you care about. Yeah.
0: And I will have to also say too, when I do write these notes, it's, it's very genuine. I don't do it as a sort of a, a slick way to try and make a connection. But honestly, if it's, if it's something that believes in something that I believe in too, I do want to work with them, you know, I really do want to help them. Um, so you have to kind of look at it that way too. You know, don't, don't be a fake. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted which, to throw that out there, which too. is a, a great
1: point of like, of any of this stuff we're talking about is to be genuine and authentic and don't, don't be a fake. Like mm-hmm. if you're writing your blog or you're being interviewed on a podcast or you're playing stuff on social media, it should be genuine and true. Mm-hmm. Like don't, Say you know we love puppies and we support the dog shelter and then not. Yeah, like then nobody in your office has a puppy. You know, <laughs> puppy day or whatever. right, right. Like if it's puppy day and half your team brings their dogs to work, that's a perfect post for you. Exactly, if it's puppy day and you don't like. Don't do that one. Do one that is you. It's pencil day. (laughs) We all use pencils here. Um, Exactly. You know, it's like make it genuine, authentic. Don't make it fake just to like try to make it some sort of a marketing angle. And what's. It will show.
0: It will totally show. And honestly, there are so many things out there. Just find your people, you know. And that's how we've also kind of made this work, too, is like um, we're, we're genuinely interested in these companies and the things that they are involved in and and things like that. And I was like, you know, we should probably hang out because, and I can't tell you how many relationships I have with companies that we have not spent one dollar with, or they have not spent a dollar with us, but we're all, we're so much on the same page that they're just really great connections. And I'm hoping that if anything, they'll talk about us to other people. and We'll talk about them to other people. And it's, that's a part of the whole, process of marketing too, is just to kind of keep that wheel moving at all times.
1: Yeah. That word of mouth marketing is so valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like the
0: Holy grail, right? Yeah. And, and actually, you know talking what, talking about you, that's the, and that's the most free thing you can get. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it has nothing to do with your budget, but yeah, if you get people talking about you because you're involved and you care and you're just trying to make a difference, I mean, people will talk about you and that and nothing is better than a nice warm lead.
1: Yeah. And it is, you know, So people have different even kind of systems for trying to get referral mm-hmm. marketing. And I feel personally for me, it's always a little awkward. Like if I work with whatever, a plumber and they do a great job. And then if they give me a formula, like, could you write down three people that you think could use our service? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I don't know whose plumbing just <laughs> blew up. <laughs> but if you do a great job and then I hear someone in our office, they're, you know, pipe broke i'll be like oh yes i just worked with this company last week and they, they were are great, great. Like, yes i will genuinely tell someone you were great if you were mm-hmm. you don't need to push me to like give you a list that now you can cold call right. i always feel like that's a little awkward but if you do a good job i will genuinely tell people about it or i'll write you a you know review online or whatever mm-hmm. and so i think that um telling people referrals are important to you is great, but sort of pressing them to give right. you referral names can be awkward. Yeah, earn it, so and, and they'll refer you. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of it. Don't you keep doing a good job; they will spread your name. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another thing that we do, which is kind of tied to the events and, and networking, is awards. Oh, yeah. So um, we uh, just always, from early on, I guess since we qualified for one, <laughs> have really pursued. Um, you know, awards and recognitions Mm -hmm. locally or nationally. And it's interesting because sometimes people will say to us like, wow, you guys, you know, you get a lot of awards or whatever. It's like, well, we apply for a lot. Mm -hmm. We don't get them all. (laughs) 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 You know, we apply for a lot. But it's always been actually something we purposefully have done if we felt that we qualified to be on a list or, you know, be recognized in some way. And it, it, it does take being able to, like, you know, sort of brag about yourself, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people are not comfortable doing. But we have always done that as, you know, part of our marketing is pursue different awards and um, recognitions of, of different sorts where, where, where it fits. And it is fantastic. So, you know, if you get it, obviously you get some publicity, you get to be in that publication, you get, you know, probably an event, you can put on your social media, on your blog, That like there's so many things you can mm-hmm. do with it. And it's, it's interesting to me because I think a lot of people have this perception that like, oh, wow, I wish someone would nominate me for that. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can usually Mm -hmm. nominate yourself or someone in your office or your, you know, PR person or whatever, depends on the award. It's just such a a simple thing, and honestly, the publications that are creating
0: these events a lot of times they're looking for content. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. want people to apply. Right. they
1: need to have their list of fifty or whatever, so right. they need you to apply. And if the whole
0: city's feeling humble that day, they're not going to get any applications. And I can definitely share the lecture that I give often on this sort of thing because you know um, I go to a lot of these events not only just to meet people but to you know pick up some things, some hardware that we might have earned, but. What's really most important is, like, if you don't apply, somebody else will. And it could be your competitors. It could be, you know, a company that maybe is not as good as you. And because you didn't apply, you're not going to get it. Um, I, I And you have to think, well, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm humble. I don't, I don't want to brag. And trust me, that was something that we had to kind of get over a little bit, too. Because we started taking it from the mindset of, you know, well, the publicity would be nice. And the facts here show that we qualify. So why wouldn't we apply? Yeah. So if you factually can apply for this why wouldn't you you know and why wouldn't you want the publicity and why wouldn't you want the recognition and why wouldn't you want to be seen as an expert um and I sat next to someone at an awards thing one time I was like oh I can't believe I got to go up there and accept this award you know I, I just whatever and I'm like but you earned it you earned it and people need to know about that that you're really good and, and everybody has heard of this company um but now you can say he's an award-winning company. You know, and, and that it alone is, is really awesome. So yeah, if mm-hmm. you have a hard time thinking or you feel humble about it, just say, you know, I have factually earned this and I it's my duty <laughs> to myself and my customers <laughs> to go claim this award. If you don't get it, that's fine too. I right. mean, if anything, they the people that are reading the submissions, they get to see your name and they get to see that you're trying and, and you can keep applying and mm-hmm. don't feel like it because you haven't gotten it one year, you're not going to get it again. Um, if still you're, not so comfortable with it, you know, or putting your own name on it, you can definitely put someone else's name in the company on it. Um, or you can ask a friend, can I put your name on this? I want to submit myself for this. I will fill out it out. Um, but if you could just back me up on this, I would feel much more comfortable. Definitely do it. I yeah. mean again, you've earned it. Go and get it.
1: Yes. And and it does take a little time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's there is some commitment so you do have to take the time to Dig up whatever information they're looking for, right. and, and and each one is different. So sometimes it's very much just based on numbers, and you just have to pull together a bunch of numbers, and you have to be willing to share, you know, your mm-hmm. revenue or yes. your headcount yeah. or whatever they're measuring on it. So you if know, you're not comfortable with that, you're not going to get anything, <laughs> right? So you you know sometimes it's pulling together a bunch of facts that you have to be willing to share, um, and then other times it's like more things you've done. So they're looking for essays and mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you have to get a letter of not, of recommendation from someone else. So there can be some time you have to take and, and you could just look at each one and some, you may say like, eh, this is really asking for a lot of stuff that I don't feel like is really right. going to, like when I see what they're, using for criteria, I probably won't get it. I'm not going to mm-hmm, waste my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then not you're like, <laughs> I looked at last year's list and I would be number 10 if I'd applied. Right. You should fill that one out. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And if, especially, especially if it's in an area that's going to target more business for you. Yes. And, um, I swear there are so many awards being given out and recognitions that are given out, you know, just Google it. And, um, find what you might be, you know, it could be writer of the year. It could be something, you know, much smaller. It could be blogger. It could be, you know, podcast. It could, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the Inc. 500 or something like that. It it could, there's all these little ones that are just kind of laying out there for the taking that are great publicity for you and will give you some street cred. And, um, you just have to apply, you know, just get out there and apply.
1: Yeah. And I think also, um, Yeah, looking to see, you know, do you qualify before you spend the time? And also thinking about, like, does it have an entry fee? Some of Mm -hmm. them do, and it's okay. I think that they do, like Inc. 500 does. But some of them, it it almost feels like you're sort of purchasing an award. And I think (laughs) you have to be a little careful. You know, just go with your gut. You Absolutely. know, if, it, if Absolutely. it seems appropriate or not. But, like, some do have an entry fee, but they're usually pretty minimal, but um, most don't. Most don't. Generally, you should not expect to pay a fee for local kind of business awards and that kind of stuff. It's If it's something like Inc. 500, I think there is a fee, but... Um, or some other national things but generally you shouldn't have to b- yeah. to be paying a fee for it.
0: Right. And at that point you're kind of earning it on your own merit and you yeah. know, you, you can feel really good about it. So um yeah d- definitely like I said just go and grab that prize if right. it, if it and, belongs to you. And
1: that's the cost you know is is to attend. You you probably get a ticket to you the event. Yeah, you to buy yeah, you you to buy wanna, a ticket to yeah, the event. Or buy a ticket or even if it's kind of a big deal a table for your team or mm-hmm, whatever, you mm-hmm. know there may be some expense to that. But if you won and got the the honor and the exposure from it, mm-hmm. it's probably worth what you're spending on that. Oh, absolutely. it will be, it
0: will be a lot cheaper than TV or, you know, mm-hmm. some of the newspaper things like that, which we should also talk about too, because, um, one thing that I'm going to mention too, is like, you know, a lot of that stuff is expensive, but if that's where your target market is, cause I swear anytime that I'm homesick or whatever, I probably see more things for the elderly or for people who have medical issues than anything else. So if that's your product, guess what? TV might be the place to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, just like everything else, you can be really targeted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like TV, radio, you know, print, all of that. I think people are like, oh, it's so expensive. But you could be really thoughtful about like which issue you're in, mm-hmm. like what the topic what time is, of day, what time of day you're on the radio or TV, what you're, you know, being the, you know, on the radio, you have sort of the portfolio creative has sponsored this next hour of music, or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm, you know, you could mm-hmm. do something like that, so being thoughtful about what the hour is, when it is, and what station you're on, and, you know, just like everything else, if you're smart about how you spend your dollars, you don't have to do everything, mm-hmm. you can be very specific about your time and day and audience, and and maybe do something that is, you know, reasonably, pri- I mean, I guess reasonable is all, you know, relative to the budget you have, right, mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. have to be, be thoughtful about it, but there is, a point to like what you were saying, if that's your audience, instead of spending a little bit of money on a whole bunch of things, well, if you pulled all your money and just bought that right ad at the mm-hmm, right time when
0: mm-hmm. the elderly are at home, right.
1: That might be the best expenditure of, of your budget.
0: Right. Right. And you might think like, it you know, the people that, um, I want to target, read the paper every day. So I should probably get an ad. And and then you got to be a little bit consistent too. So you might have to buy like mm-hmm. a series of them in the same place, same page, so people can be familiar. With what section are you in? Above or below the fold? I mean, they have like all sorts of different formulas that they can help you with. But again, if that's the target, you might have to go all in. Yeah. But, you know, obviously being just really... Um, respectful of your budget too, you know. Yeah. And and talk to them about, well, I can't afford this, but what can I afford, you right. know? And they might send you another paper. They might <laughs> they might say maybe you should try this, but you know, the, the experts are really helpful. So mm-hmm. I would definitely kind of, you know, heed their advice a little bit.
1: Yeah, just like you were saying with the events, if you said, "Okay, so this, you know, back page ad is clearly, you know, full pages mm-hmm. clearly out of my budget, but here's what I do have to spend. What would be the, you know, best use of those dollars?" Right, right. And you know, their their job is for you to get success out of the ad so that you want to come back so they are going to right. help you try to spend that money in the in the way they think will best reach your audience right and
0: they m- want it to work for you and they might have a special segment that you can run in or you know maybe there's going to be an article and you could kind of you know butt up against it you know yeah. um, maybe there's a story about a flood and you get to you provide flood insurance or right. something yeah, that it, it you buys. know Absolutely. Um, make sure that it all makes sense but yeah definitely doable you know um and again, if you have a small budget, that might just be the budget for the year one year. And you have to do a lot of other freebie stuff later. Mm-hmm. You got to get more in tune with your social media then after
1: that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess to not discount some of that traditional media, sometimes that is the right audience. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you can still be really targeted about it and, and tap into it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, you know... A giant corporation to afford it
0: oh you know what and, and it reminds me of something else about newspapers too is um they're always looking for a story too so maybe you're the story yeah. um, you know if you have invented something really cool or if you're uh, just the hot new company they might want to do a story on you so you can always pitch them the story but um bear in mind they want it to be interesting so you can't just yes. say i have now hung my shingle out and i'm do- selling x you know Okay, well, would you like to buy an ad? <laughs> that might be the first thing they say. But if you got a story, there they might be interested in, in telling it.
1: Yes, that's a, a great point and um, tapping into PR. So they need you know, content too, you right? Know? There are there are experts out there that can help you, maybe help you craft a press release or whatever. Um, but another side of that, I guess, also maybe not uh, not alternatively, but is often, um, especially like the business papers and magazines have sort of get togethers Mm -hmm, where you mm -hmm. can meet reporters or the the editor and, you know, going and actually meeting them and talking to them and getting to know them can be so valuable. You can talk to them about, you know, the story, your new product that you're coming out with or whatever, like you said, kind of pitch them a story, but it's also really useful for them to get to know you and what your expertise is Mm -hmm. because they may, come back and tap into you for a story. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've had the yeah. the pleasure of that happening of them, you know, contacting us because they're doing a story that is relative to the space we work in mm-hmm. and yeah, that's wanting point. to interview us. But that's only because we've gotten to know them over the years. Right. We've gone to their events. We've gone to their awards. We've had some articles, we've, you know, participated in different things that they have put on. And so we've gotten to know the people. They're all just people as well. Right. And they're trying to find a source for their story Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. pop in their head. Yeah. And if
0: you are an expert in some regard, like if they have a question about workforce or staffing, you know, you know, they know, we know they know us, they don't always call, but you know, we are available and are at least on their short list, I hope. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's also a really good point to bring up. Yes,
1: So connecting with the publications is really great, Mm -hmm. you know, to pitch a story or maybe try and go story as well but just kind of a it's like it's a little longer term play but you're kind of planting those seeds of them knowing you and your expertise so that they can keep you in mind when they do have a
0: need right and that also goes um in tangent with um like uh our tandem with um online papers and and things like that um they uh, like I said, they need content. So we, you can definitely provide them with content.
1: Yes, absolutely. Sources for their stories and so on. so. Yeah, I think that's a a really good um, point to leave. It is mm-hmm. like don't discount the traditional media. Like, absolutely, it is not dead. Yeah, it absolutely. is you know alive and well. And don't um, spend all your time and energy on other things. If that's the right audience,
0: you should pursue mm-hmm, that too. Mm-hmm. So definitely some lessons that we've learned there. So hopefully this has helped. Like I said, these are a lot of things that were um, things that we have done or are going to do <laughs> or off the top of our heads. So um, happy, happy marketing.
1: Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at portfoliocreative.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about please send us an email at questions at portfoliocreative.com. Please subscribe and join us next time for more creative career tips.